Warning, this show may contain some strong language, spoilers for the Channel 4 shows Hunted and Celebrity Hunted, and at some point, a wimping dog. The rules of hide and seek are clear, but could you follow them and go against your instincts for a share of £100,000? Could you find the perfect hiding place and leave no trace, as a team of expert hunters try to stop you from winning a single penny? Hello Chief, how are you doing? Alright, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're alright, we like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited. And we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. Curtains drawn. Why are they drawn at this time? There's movement, yeah, concern movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter team, open the door, please. Surrounded. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. Recently, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions. Like, what would you do if you were on a bus and a random woman in a dodgy wig tried to set you up with her daughter? If you were part of the camera team, would you really be able to stop yourself from helping out your fugitive? Imagine sitting in your tent eating a pizza whilst they're sharing a packet of rip-off Jaffa cakes. There are better biscuits out there. And... Is what you see on TV really the reality of the situation? Let's delve into it as we discuss expectations versus reality on the Hunted Podcast. Welcome back to the Hunted Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us yet again. As you can tell by the start of this episode, it is all about expectations versus reality. And the episode we were supposed to bring you last week, or even the week before, when we're sitting here to review our two interviews that we've had so far with Steve Cottam and, of course, Harry Savage. The question we're trying to answer today is, what are are our expectations of, slash, what do we expect from Hunted and how factors of reality impact upon that? Yeah, so we're going to delve into the two interviews that we've done so far. So what I would suggest is that if you've not listened to those two interviews yet, firstly, what on earth have you been doing with your life? Yep. And secondly, go and check them out. They're on Spotify now. It's the same place you'll you'll find this episode. Uh, you'll find it on our social media as well. We're in all the places that you find your podcasts. Go and listen to those episodes because they are real eye-opening episodes go and listen to them so what we're going to basically do is we're going to we've made uh, a list of notes of our expectations of what the show was before yep. uh, we started watching it that sort of thing and the reality of the situation um which we now understand a little bit more of the show now um what we might do in future episodes somewhere else along down the line is we might talk about expectations versus reality if you were entering the show but this one's more about the viewing side of things isn't it our side so what we thought we were going to see um versus what we did see and maybe versus what we actually found out from harry and steve yeah because there was some definite eye-opening things i think from both of them yeah i think perhaps more from harry than from steve because i think a lot of the stuff which steve told us which was you know quite eye-opening in itself we spoke more about him and his captures and we did, parts yeah. of the show yeah. than actual things which were revealed but there were still little bits which sort of highlighted things for us but definitely things which harry said yeah which we didn't know yeah so that's probably um you know the 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 place to properly start um it's interesting because we've sort of we sort of rattled these off 
about 10 minutes before we sat down to record this uh, tonight um, or today, whichever you're listening to it. It's Saturday night if you want to be held yeah. behind the curtain uh, around half past six that we're recording this. Um, I don't think we should do them as we've written them down because I think then they'll be out of sync. I think okay. we should try and put some order to this. Okay. Uh, and I think um, we should probably start with our main expectation um, from hearing about the show as a concept um at the very start when we sort of watch series one to where it is now at series six i think it's it's obviously definitely changed but i think it's changed for pretty much everybody and that is the psychological battle with the state okay so when we first started watching hunted or when everybody first started watching hunted really in fact when it was first pitched yep. as uh, steve said uh, in his interview it was definitely more about the battle of the state yeah. Highlighted by the fact that there was no prize money. No prize money. I thought yeah. you were going to cotton on Sorry. than that. Sorry. Uh, that there was no prize money. Highlighted by the fact, of course, that there was no prize money. Um, and it was a, a battle with the state. It yeah. was more about can you psychologically hide hide and get through this process? I think it was 28 days then as it well. Was quite long. Very long process. Um, and I think we perhaps expected to see a little more of that as time went on during the shows we were watching. I think we perhaps expected to see a little bit more um, reality, a little bit more um, analysis of what somebody was thinking. So you've obviously got the excellent Dr. Donna, who's been around for what seems like an eternity now. I can't remember if she was in series one or not. I I think she was. I think she was. I think she's been there since the start. Yeah. Um, And I actually expected or wanted to see more of her i wanted her to delve into it in fact on my wish list of people to get on the podcast along with smiley steve smiley steve i want to get dr donna on because i want to sit down and i want to talk to her about um you know how it is yeah what people's thought processes are because it was this whole battle with the state mm-hmm. i wanted to understand why somebody would do one thing yeah why somebody for example would um, go and hide in the woods or why somebody would um, at a certain point in the process reach out to somebody else for help mm-hmm. what makes them tick I wanted to understand more of that yep. and if I'm honest we didn't really get that much in series one no and now we've got to series six I think that that's the whole concept and the whole idea around that isn't actually there at all is it no th- she sort of pops up occasionally just to speak about, you know, why someone might do something or how they might be feeling at a certain point, but she doesn't delve into things too deeply. It almost feels like filler. Yeah. Yeah, she's there because they've not got any information or clues or anything. So she just sort of adds in a little bit. Yeah, and it feels like part of the narrative as well. It feels like the the producers just want her to pop up and say this or that rather yeah. than um just cut into the next scene it's yeah. like it feels part of the, more part of the narrative than anything else um and i think to go back to the whole premise of the episode expectations versus reality mm-hmm. the expectation when i think you first watch hunted especially when you read the synopsis of series one is that it is going to be it is going to be an adult's version of hide and seek yeah the proper power the proper battle of the state the proper thing of being able to stay hidden whereas the reality is now it is a game show yeah it's a reality show with money it's a game show i don't think it's a reality show at all you think it's all just a game it is no it is a game okay no i i i I think i mean i'd love you to argue otherwise (laughs) Um, but i think in my opinion i think it is now more geared towards being a game show as well and i think that is highlighted by something else we'll come on to later on which is um that that you can't just hide yes so you know i thought that with it you know with it being hiding from the state and basically a big game of hide and seek which was the original premise yeah, that you could just go and hide somewhere you could just find a field pitch your tent and that's it or you could just find someone's basement or find an empty house and just hide whereas 
the reality is you can't. Yeah. And the reason that you can't is... I think you saw it perhaps a little bit in Series 1. I think there was a little bit of uh, you could just hide in, in Series 1. Yeah. Maybe we might find out different if we ever speak to anybody that was in that series. Uh, but in particular, um, Dr. Ricky Allen. Uh, yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah, he dropped off the radar. Um, he hid and um, he basically just kept his head down and they had no idea or it certainly came across that way, they had no idea where he was. And what was it that they um, ended up comparing it to? Something like the real 39 steps or something? Something, I think that was what he was trying to do. He had that, was it a book in mind? And he wanted to do that. Um, But I guess like everyone, or like we think everyone does, he got tempted to, to... show himself to lead the hunters in well it wasn't re- it wasn't necessarily just showing himself either it was more a um uh more of a it was a tactical move for him to go from one place to the other because it had, it had got to a certain point um mm-hmm. i think it was actually day 19 that he was caught so it was relatively close to the end at that yeah. point it would have been maybe just shy of 10 days yeah to the finish so he wanted to move and sort of maybe restock and things like that. But they actually described it, um, it was in Scotland where it was on the run, described it as a real 39 steps, uh, which was published in a newspaper as well as uh, the wanted posters of him. Uh, A real life 39 steps. Now, I want to find out what a real life 39 steps is. Okay. So I'm going to do a little bit of uh, Googling and and see what I can find. Um, The 39 steps... I don't know whether this is uh, actually a thing or not. Well, I'm getting a couple of things which, which pop up. And the thing that I'm getting popping up the most is a film. Okay. Um, so it says here, The 39 Steps is a 1935 oh British God. thriller film directed by Alfred Hitchcock uh, and starring Robert Donner and Madeleine Carroll. It's based on the 1950. Uh, 1915 adventure novel The 39 Steps by John Buchanan it concerns a Canadian civilian in London who becomes caught up in preventing an organisation of spies called The 39 Steps from stealing British military secrets so it's all about cat and mouse and staying one step ahead yeah pretty much and I think that was the the concept and I think that's quite a, a thing for Ricky Allen you know to be given that bit of praise and yep. to, to that level because it was such a, a cult thing. So yeah. it just shows about how back in those days mm-hmm. it was easy to do that. But obviously that's now changed because of the concepts of the show. And that's where the reality part of the expectation um, sets in because yeah. the reality is... We expect people just to stay hidden, you know, go to ground. There are so many, you know, examples of people going to ground, mainly criminals because they because they do. Yeah. Prime example, of course, is the former chief Peter Blexley, who's still on the uh, the manhunt for Kevin Paul. Yeah. Um, and he's a, a fugitive or an ex- yeah a wanted man staying hidden, and therefore trying to stay underground. And if you were doing that in the confines of the show within a 28-day period, Mm -hmm. the reality of that is it would probably be quite easy to do that. Yeah. But the the reality of the situation uh, uh, of doing that is that makes crap telly. Yeah, no no one wants to see you sat in a field in a tent for 28 days. And I think that was the fear with with that. Imagine if they'd have got 10 Ricky Allens. Imagine if they'd have got 10 (laughs) people... Who all did that? Who all just stayed in a tent? Well, we wouldn't be sat here now talking about no. a TV show that's had six series. It would have been cancelled after the first if yeah. it had even got shown yeah. at all. They they would have had to try and do something that I don't think they would have let them sit in a tent for the entire time. They would have tried to lure them out or something. And that is why where we come on to our next point. Um, the hunters have no advantage over fugitives yes so we see that as an expectation because again it boils back to that thing of 
it's hide and seek, it's yeah. cat and mouse. Yeah. And in hide and seek, you have no advantage. No. Other than the fact that in hide and seek, you go one, two, miss a few, 99, 100. There is a little bit of time for them to go and yeah. hide. But the point is this, and that's the whole um, launch. Yeah. To go and hide. Yeah. But then you're on them very, very quickly. Yes. And after that point in hide and seek, there is no advantage there is no, no way for the the seeker aka the hunter to know where you are unless no. you're really shit at hiding unless you make a noise unless you leave a curtain flapping a door open which is the equivalent to using a bank card making phone. a phone call going on the internet yeah. being caught on cctv so we perhaps perceive that the hunters have no advantage whereas really they do because they're given bits of information yeah, yeah. i mean in, in, again it, it changes from series to series but certainly as the series arc has gone on you know in the first series we see them get given a name a date of birth and basic information where they yeah. can do a, a search within their search engines within their remit what they would do in a normal investigation mm -hmm. whereas as the series goes on not only do they get that information but they've also got the live cctv yeah, cameras that's... and they've also got jordan two weeks behind in a chopper <laughs> Oh, poor Jordan. He's had two weeks off, which to him is six weeks off. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, no, let's get back to the point. Yeah. Um, Hunters, in reality, you know, they're probably, they probably are one step ahead, but we don't see it at that point, you know? We don't see that maybe they find the information a day before. We see it, you know, two seconds before. AKA television trickery and the power <laughs> of the edit. <laughs> magic. Certainly is magic. And I think that's a, a thing to, uh, to consider that, you know, we expect that the hunters don't have any, um, you know, advantage. They don't have any tool tricks or tools up their sleeve. Yep. But they do, and they I do. think uh, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, a, a reality which we expected anyway. Yeah, I think we should delve in now to a few of the things which uh, Steve and Harry brought to the table and sort of okay. uh, told us a little bit about because um, we have um, you know we have another point on the expectations about it's a lot easier. Uh, than what it actually is, um, aka walking around and, and camping and finding somewhere to camp. But I think we've discussed that quite yeah. enough anyway. Um, so let's move on to the things we've learned slash things that we have uh, we were told about, things that did surprise us uh, a little bit. Um, let's start with one before we start with one which you know really did make us sit back and go, <gasps> let's think, of, let's talk about one which we sort of. Uh, have anyway um w which we, we've talked about whether or not they should or shouldn't help okay and it's the camera people yes should they help or not because if you right let's pretend that we didn't know each other okay i'm a fugitive on the run yep you're a camera person right following me around filming me etc 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 your natural thing the natural human instinct if i'm in trouble yeah is to help to step in you know camera the camera people have got to get close to their feet you know not close close but you know they probably form some sort of bond with their fugitive because essentially they are on the run with them yes you know they are part of it that's your team um so they're gonna want to do something to help surely but they're not allowed. No, they're not allowed. Um, and again, maybe we expect them to. We expect a, a little bit of it to, of them to to say, "Oh, well, we should go in this direction," or yeah. "I know this place," or I, "I know that place." You obviously won't see it on camera, but mm -hmm. someone might suggest, you know, especially the, the camera people who might have an interest in a certain area. They might know the town very well, so they can say, "Well, actually, these fields over there, yeah. or there's a good place to camp over over there." They can't say those things. No. And I think it's a difficult one because we don't know the intricacies and the ins and outs of every single no. camera team. We no. can only go off what we've seen and what we've heard from other people. 
we've seen one thing and we've heard from another as well. We'll yeah. talk about what we heard in a second from Harry. Yeah. But one thing we wanted to talk about, because we spoke about it with Steve we and did. his reaction you heard on the show, <laughs> was Brothers of Swing and their camera team. Yes. So you didn't see this in the edit that went on the show. And this was only us theorising, but I think everybody who has since watched the clip on YouTube will probably agree mm-hmm. that the camera team did help. Yes. Or did give an indication that the hunters had arrived at the pub. That they needed to run. Mm. There was a clear look to the door point. And whether, you know, whether that was just an instinct of pointing because there's people coming or whether they meant to help, but they did help. Yeah, them making a signal or them realising that there was someone else there, Mm -hmm. the action of that camera person did impact on that. Because as we learned from Steve, the captures that you see on screen aren't necessarily... um, how they right, were. Right, let me put this in the... The captures are made in real time, mm. but because of that, the camera, the cameras don't always keep up. No, they're, they're not going to be able to. So they have to reshoot, which we'll, we'll come on to in a little bit. But the, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make with this particular bit is that the captures are made in real time yeah. and therefore the signal from that camera person that somebody had arrived because it was very much an arm in the air and a sort of like a circular yeah. motion as if to say, right, come on, let's go. Like sometimes if um, I need you to talk, I might sort of make a signal yeah. with my hand yeah. uh, and you know what that is. I think that has brought them that crucial minute, two yeah. minutes yeah. to get on their feet and to get in a car and one minute two minutes when you're being chased I think makes a huge difference it is everything and I think that potentially could have won them yeah the the, the money. money yeah yeah potentially you know if she hadn't have motioned they might not have known that the hunters were there and they might not have got out in time or they might not have had as much of a head start as they did yeah and I think as a part of that, um, it, you know, there are rules in place for the camera people yeah. to make it fair. Yep. And that includes not sharing your food, yeah. not saying where you are, basically um, becoming a separate entity. So yes. it does become just you. But I, I think that human nature must play a massive part in that, especially when you are... It's not so bad when you are a fugitive that is in a pair. So Harry and Frank, they're in a pair. They, they can had each on, other. On each other. Whereas yeah. someone like Sarah is on her own and while she may be strong-willed and things like that, um, you know, you are in your own company, but you are also with other people. And I know that Sarah has since put on like her Instagram and things like that, that she's asked, um, she asked them to take photos while yeah. she was out and about, which is exactly what you, yeah. you would do to sort of remember the occasion. So there's certainly lines but a little bit like Robin Thicke they're blurred lines <laughs> okay so um one of the big things that I think that we got from Harry um is that there are rules that fugitives must follow um so you know in the first series I don't think they I don't think all of them went home Whereas we are seeing more and more that they do go home and maybe the ones who wouldn't choose on their own to go home are at some point going home because they have to by a certain point. Yes. So one big thing which, I don't know, the cynic in me half expected. Yeah. Um, But one thing we did learn was that each fugitive has a set list of things they must do by a certain date and if they fail to do that they are penalized by information being leaked to the hunters either on their whereabouts or on where they're heading or whatever or about their family or something that they've not found yet yes so some little detail which could help the hunters to capture them is leaked to hunted hq uh, via whichever 
source that is. And I think that responsibility will fall on the shoulders of the series referee. Yes. Mr. O'Leary, I believe his name is. Kevin O'Leary. I believe so, yes. um, Who, you know, also has to check a lot of the stuff um, as well. So, uh, yeah, there is that. But that's a game changer for me. Yeah. And I'll tell you for why. Okay. Because if you were playing hide and seek... Like that entire concept yep. is supposed to be. Yeah. Let's pretend that me and you are going to play hide and seek in this house. Okay. After this is done. Right. Right. You're the hunter. Right. I'm the hider. Okay. Right. You would count to 100. I'd go and find somewhere to hide. You try and find me. Yep. That's how hide and seek works. But what they've essentially done by putting these rules in place is essentially you saying you can go and hide in the cupboard next to the bathroom but you can only hide in there for three minutes after three minutes you've got to move to another place <laughs> yeah um it it takes it away and then what you could essentially do as a hunter is you could go well i'm just going to sit out i'm going to hide um on the top of the stairs where you can't see me but i can see you if you come out of yeah. that cupboard and i know you're you've got to come out by this point and what that does is that then gives I actually personally think an unfair advantage to the hunters. Yeah. I get why they're doing it because, again, it is the concept of a TV show and we must remember that every time we talk about this and every time we moan about this on social media, I think it's a lot heavier in the Australian version as well from what I've seen on some of the groups. Um, But we must remember that this is a TV show and that if people stayed hidden, like we said before, there would be no TV show. It wouldn't be be entertainment. You'd be all going, oh, this is boring, isn't it? Yeah. There'd be no entertainment factor. You can't be Anne Frank. No, you can't. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't hide yeah. in an attic for X amount of days and then just come out when it's when it's time. Yeah. You have to do things. But by doing that, it does place an unfair advantage, but also it, it places an unfair amount of stress on you because what if all of a sudden your natural movement is... Well, let's, let's start with, you know, we start in Liverpool. Okay. okay. We get dropped yeah. there. We then make the move. We decide to go up towards uh, the Lake District yep. and um, up towards Scotland and that way. Mm-hmm. And we get there on, say, day seven. Okay. But by te- day 10, we've got to be back here and make a visit to my dad. Right. Because that's part of the rules. Okay. But on day seven, we're in Scotland. So we've got three days to get from Scotland to here. Yeah, which means we've got to take one one hell of a risk because yeah. we ain't going to get back in three days no so we've got to talk to people yeah we've got to show ourselves risk being seen yeah we've got to take at the at the worst case scenario we've got to take public transport yeah which gives you cctv yeah. which gives you monitoring on oh well a bank card's been activated because Work, they're buying um, a ticket yeah. and we're probably gonna have to get money out or use some money yeah and therefore, it gives an unfair advantage because by saying you have to be here at a certain point, yeah. that means the hunters will know in the back of their mind, even though they want to get them as quickly as possible, yeah. they know at some point they've got to move. Yeah, It's like having a staring contest. There's no point me and you having a staring contest now and going, who's going to blink first? Because in the context of this game where they've got to move and they've got to do something to show themselves, I know you're going to blink. You yeah. might not blink for 10 minutes, but after you, you are going yeah. to blink at some point. You know point. at some point I'm going to do something. So I've already won. Yeah. Because I know that strategically around this point, around day seven or whatever, you're going to be at your parents. You're going to be in this location. Yeah. So what it does, it means that they can... I don't know whether they have to do the certain things by X amount of day or whether you have to just do it as part of at some point on your yeah. journey on the run. But there must be immense pressure, I think, from the producers in the fir- if you break it down into thirds of if you break the journey from um, launch to extraction down yeah. into thirds, you've got the first period of days, probably say, let's say the first what we're in tw- 25 days now, isn't it? Yeah. So let's say the first five days, that is probably your grace period where you get settled, mm-hmm. you move to a location to get your head down. Yeah. And then the last five days is yeah. where you're moving towards extraction. Yeah. So there's a massive period in between of 15 50. days. Yeah. What about that for math? <laughs> and within that 15-day bulk, you've got to do X amount of things. And that includes reaching out for help yeah. to a pre- going to visit a, a pre- pre-approved yeah. 
uh, person because like I think Harry said it didn't it they we're going to... Did they go and... They were going to visit, I think it was like a godmother or something, but they they didn't see that as risky enough or something. There was some reason why they couldn't go and see the person that they chose. No, I think they were going to... I think it was sister. No, they saw sister. Saw sister, yeah. yeah. So it was godmother. And then, yeah. yeah. So the producers said, um, again, go and listen back to the episode and you'll, you'll know. They said, no, it's not yeah. risky enough. Or we've not done checks on that person. Yeah. We've not got this. We've not got this in yeah. place. So again, you are, you've got your hands tied whilst trying to do a yeah. certain thing. And you've got to keep it in mind that you have to move every certain amount of hours Mm. so you can't find somewhere that is comfy you know maybe it's comfy you feel safe it's warm there's food you can't stay there for too long you have to then i think it's maybe 48 hours and then you've got to go again yeah and i think they were very very uh i think I think they were very, very close, Harry and Frank, to potentially breaking those rules. Yeah. Because of the amount of time they stayed there. Because if you look at later series, Dan and Haley, have yep. got the names right? Yes. Get in. Um, not only do they go and, you know, see, see, is it her dad with the dog? Yes. But they also stay at a friend's house just around the corner when they have that horrendous shot of his arse when yeah. he's standing naked at the window. Put some clothes on your. Just nobody needs to see that. Nope. Um, you know, obviously it's funny and all that, but please cover yourself up, son. <laughs> a cameraman's got to film that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And there'll be a shot maybe where he turned around where the cameraman saw too much. No, you know, we, we yeah. don't need that. No. Um, but the point is they had to go and they went to a friend and they stayed overnight. Yeah. And that's a prolonged period. And it, yeah. it's And you're seeing it more and more now. Nathan and James James in series six, um, the two deaf lads, um, obviously nip down the roads to uh, the the C word, which I'm not going to say. Chesterfield. Um, how dare you say that in a room full of Mansfield Town memorabilia? Sorry. Um, they went there to reach out to a friend. Yeah. Um, so that would have been on their list. I think they end up in Kirkby at some point. I think they do, yeah. Um, you know, and it's all very... You can sort of pinpoint it. You know, Sarah goes to see her son play football. Yep. Um, Dan and Haley, like we mentioned. Um, obviously, there's... Uh, there's uh, Is it Devinder and his mum? Have I got the name right? Yes, I think so. Oh, I'm, I'm unsure. I know who you know who I mean. I know who you but mean. But please clarify yeah. the names for I'm me. I'm just looking through my book. My name expert. I'm sure it is. Harinda. Har- Amarinda. Amarinda. I knew there was a Rinda in there. I apologize. Amarinda. I apologize, Amarinda. Uh, if you're listening to this, obviously, you know, there are so many fugitives and stuff. I can't remember them all. We're not great with names. We're not, Jeff. You're right. Uh, they <laughs> Thanks, go and Steve. stay at a cousins i think they stay multiple times yeah they, they go back up, yeah that's how they end up getting caught isn't it in the end and you see it more and more as the series have gone on mm-hmm. that they have to do that yeah same with people moan about them taking money out of a bank account or um going to get money from but they a have to at some point they, they need money exactly not only do they need it they, they also, have to get it they have yeah. to get it yeah and it's almost like you, it makes you think when you've watched people do these things like brothers a swing showing off in in the pub and doing a little gig were and a little they told out. to were, was that part of the thing yeah. where you've got to draw some you have to draw some form of attention yeah. to yourself again when people post pictures on social media yeah you know sarah goes to Scarefest, and to be fair that is probably a thing which is on that list of you must do this yeah and to be fair to sarah i can't wait to speak to her because i think we'll have more than one episode <laughs> worth of stuff she absolutely nails it and plays she them at does. their own game the rules are there, and I think it's it's becoming more and more now about how you play those rules. Yeah. Harry and Frank got in under the radar, got in, got out, and yeah. they ticked the box to the letter of the rules. Yeah. But that wasn't what the producers were hoping. No. Sarah does a brilliant thing of making a whole thing out of going to Scarefest, but has that plan worked yeah. out where she's going to wear it. It doesn't say anywhere in the rules about I've got to wear it, I've got to be me. No. Or that I can't have other people there with me. Exactly. That can trick you into thinking they are me. Exactly. And that's the the thing. There are rules in place, 
by the producers that fugitives must do certain things by certain days or at certain points. Failure to do so is obviously giving a, a penalty, so mm-hmm. the hunters are given that information. So there's that jeopardy in there. Do you risk it or not? Yeah. Personally, I think I would. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I like personally, I think you've got to weigh up the risk of. Am I going home or am I going to not go home and risk them telling I'm in this location? Yeah. Because I think there's great temptation for me if I'm here to reach out to somebody else or to be Mm -hmm. seen by somebody who knows me. I'd rather not do that. And I think it also depends on where you are in the country. Mm. So like if we couldn't get from, say... We'll use the Scotland example. Scotland to here in three days... I don't think I would go out of my way and risk, you know, being found just to get here. No. I think I'd just stay there or go somewhere else and just take the hit. Yeah, and I think that's obviously something now which fugitives have to think about a little bit more and uh, really uh, just take into consideration when they're when they're doing these things about how you approach it and whether or not you you break the rules but there is an expectation that um you know the rules that perhaps rules aren't there and it is just a fair fight but actually when you strip it back it's not at all no Uh, and by the way for clarification of uh, how long it would take us to get (laughs) uh from uh, Edinburgh, let's say, to uh, to my house. Um, if we were walking on foot, and this is, of course, not taking into consideration stopping for some food, nope. stopping for the toilet, nope. or even stopping to sleep, it would take us 82 hours. Okay, yeah. So we would have to, obviously, you know, make ourselves... Yeah, no. we, we would. We'd yeah, ha- we wouldn't make it. We'd have to take those risks. Uh, talking of taking risks, that's something which... Uh, let's move on to talk about something which um, Paul highlighted, something which he said which is definitely um, more geared towards how the show has changed and evolved over the years, and that is... Health and safety. Big, big health and big. safety. Um, Steve told a story about... Um, when they capture, I believe it was Anna and Elizabeth. Yeah, and it was Elizabeth in particular. Yeah, um, so they're on an an A road or they're on some sort of fast country windy road, um, and she is running along this windy road, um, and is about to, you know. I believe she's about to try and cross a blind corner or something and he has to tackle her and take her down to stop her from injuring herself. Yes, and of course, this is uh, a thing where we get the other thing as well about uh, captures being reshot. You didn't really see it in that one because she hurt herself and she had to go off and get injured. Yeah. All you saw was basically her get put in the car. You didn't see her get taken down because the camera crew were so far behind yeah. as you as you naturally would be, and they'd obviously had that split. But um, this is where the risk assessment thing has to take place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you think, and and I have to maybe hold my hands up and, and say that I get frustrated sometimes by it. There was one in particular, I can't remember who it was at the side of the road. They'd hitchhiked and... uh, The two sisters. Yeah, I think it was actually, yeah. And the... uh, Come on, what's the... the, What are they called? Not traffic cops. Highways. Highways agency had obviously stopped them. They'd seen on the highways cameras that Mm -hmm. something was happening. They'd pulled them up and said what's happening and told them they needed to, to get off yeah. and taking them away but as they're being spoken to by the highways I think it's actually I think it's actually our friend Jordan who, I think it is our friend Jordan who, who spots them and they go down turn around to have another look yeah now again I think you know it's them you know it's a fugitive mm-hmm. because the, the camera crew there you probably spot them and you can see what's happening. And what you could very easily do at that point is you could jump out and capture them. Yeah. But they're on an A road. Yeah. And your initial reaction when someone is chasing you is to Wrong. leg it. Yeah. And if they leg it, they're legging it into live lanes of traffic. Yeah. And somebody could potentially die. Yeah. And that's not what you want. Exactly. 
Um, so there has to be that little bit of a risk assessment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it goes back to everything has to be checked. There yeah. is um, a thing, you know, we've not really touched too much upon delaying information, getting to the hunters or getting to the ground team or things yeah. like that. There is a series referee who has to make sure that things are above board, above board and proper. Every way in which they've found information uh, and done their reconnaissance has um, has been deemed to be what it would be in the real world. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think there also is now a responsibility following that incident with Anna and Elizabeth, with Steve, that um, someone has to... Uh, assess the situation. Yeah, assess the situation and give a risk assessment it's like when you're watching traffic cops and you know the radio in through and they're saying can we have permission to you know to either get on this or yeah. to, to proceed with, with blue lights and they have to give ongoing updates about the um, risk the risk yeah whether it's wet conditions etc etc because everything has to be risk assessed mm-hmm. and maybe people don't expect that or don't think about that when they uh sit down and watch hunted they just expect it to be well, if you've seen somebody, I'm going to capture them. Yeah, and not think about, well, could someone be ran over? Um, where could they possibly run? Are we near fast roads? Are we near a river? Are we near a train line? Is someone going to get hurt? Things like that. Yeah, and I think you, it's not just about the fugitives as well. It's also about the hunters as well, because in that, uh, in a is it? I don't think it's the same two, is it? Or oh, it might be, actually. You're thinking uh, about the grandma? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same two. Same two. Yeah. Uh, who runs over... Will. Will. <laughs> Essentially runs over Will. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's fuming. He and is. You would, well, you would be, wouldn't you, to be fair? And, um, you know, you have to you have to think about that as well. You've got to take into consideration... It's not just the camera crew as well. I mean, put it this way. Um, there is a danger when you're filming... You're not looking where you're going. No. You are looking at your screen of your camera um, to make sure that everything's in focus, yeah. you're zoomed and you've got the right shot. And when you're doing that at pace and running around, you are blind, essentially. And if you're doing that down a main road and not looking at a bend and not crossing the road, yeah, it's hell. I was filming um, some stuff for our local theatre for their Panto um, launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was expecting to do the joke. Oh, no, you weren't. When's, whenever in Panto has it been, oh, no, you weren't? I don't know, sorry. Oh, my. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, but, no, you're not. Thank you. Sorry. My God, see what I've got to work with here. Um, and I was filming something on stage. Oh, no, you weren't. Come on. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah, you can stop now. Um, and I was quite close to the edge of the stage because they're performing a little pre-written scene to advertise Panto and the direction on the sheet was to pan out to get a wide shot of them waving to the camera Mm -hmm. and Hook looking a little bit menacing as he always does. Now the problem is I was near the edge of the stage so I couldn't pan out too much but it's a good job I knew where I was because (laughs) two steps further back and I'd have been off and that's a good six, seven foot drop. Yeah. Yeah, it's higher than what you think. Exactly. Very higher, than, a lot higher than what you think. And that is the whole point of what we're trying to say. You know, cameramen, camera women, it is a dangerous job, yeah. especially when you're out and about. So those health and safety things have definitely been put in place mm-hmm. and will be constantly reviewed over the series. And again, you see it in the, last, the later series of Celebrity Haunted. You also see it in series six of... Uh, Reg- regular hunted yep i'd be annoyed if you see it in series seven but it wouldn't surprise me because of the society mm-hmm. we live in i'm talking covid screens yeah wouldn't it even surprise me if people were covid tested every day and all of that sort yeah. of stuff not going to go down that wormhole because nope. it annoys me but you get my point yeah and i think that's a, a a big thing of the show which perhaps we don't expect but it, again it comes down yeah. to the whole reality of the situation when it comes to uh, health and safety. I think we've talked about information being passed on, but do you want to talk about it from the hunter's perspective? Um, and the ref- More, I think, from the ground hunter's perspective, um, 
Based on what Steve was saying. Based yeah. on what Steve was saying, there is a delay. Because obviously we've got the referee who has to check that the office hunters have found this information through channels that they normally would. That it is, you know, it it has been found through legal channels, I guess. Um, and it's information that they would have found out. So the information has to be checked before it is then passed on to the ground hunters so there is a delay in information being passed on which then means potentially that by the time they get the information it's out of date Mm. and that's uh, a a thing about again the frustrations of the show and uh, how real it is Uh, let's move on to um, another part of it and that is all about because it is a TV show um hours yes because there will be rules about how long you can be filming for um so there will be hours in which you're not filming and where nobody can move um and where i guess it stops but it doesn't stop because your mind doesn't stop um so you may not be able to move anywhere and I think Harry said that you're meant to stop talking. You're not meant to plan what you're going to do the next day. You're not meant to discuss it. But our brains don't work like that. Yeah, that's absolutely ludicrous, really. Because when you think about it, you know, you are on the run. You have no set plan. All right, you've got X amount of rules, which mm-hmm. we've touched upon, um, about what you've got to be, where you've where you've got to be, who you've got to see, what you've got to do, yep. et cetera. But you've not got really any structure to no. what you're doing next. And there was a story which Harry told uh, about him and Frank um, sat in the tent one day, and they are allowed the watchers. Mm. And one of the runners, yes, runners for the camera crew yep. and the, the crew which includes sound director etc like etc 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 um goes and gets pizza yeah and f- frank times how long it takes mm-hmm. and clocks which direction the, the runner goes yep. in and it's a very clever thing to do because when he gets back he goes right tomorrow we're going in that direction yeah because it means there's a town which means we can get potentially get money which means yeah. we can potentially get a way out or a movement on to the thing yeah and it's a good way of doing it and there's no way if we were doing it for example we'd get to the end of the day say at eight o'clock pitch our tent up or you never know get get a, a hotel or whatever yeah. probably get a hotel and get caught to be fair. <laughs> uh, but there's no way that 8 p.m would come and we'd be like right so uh you know, uh, what do we talk about now? Yeah. We're not going to sit and talk about Harry the dog. We're not going to... No. We, we might talk about him in passing, but that's going to make us emotional yeah. and make us more fragile. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we're doing next because we are in the context of that game. We are in yeah. the context of that battle. And we have to do that in order to survive. And fugitives have to do that in order yeah. to survive. The only people where this is different and where it differs is, of course, fugitives who are on their own. Yes. But then I think they still don't switch off. They may be writing down what they're going to do next. They're still going to be planning their next move. Mm, having a it, little look on a map yeah, or things like that. It's just that they they won't be saying it out loud. Yeah. And I think that's a, a big one. I think that's probably a rule which really, really um, annoys me, that they are expected to just stop. Stop, yeah. They're, wherever they are at that time, they've got to find... Um, they have to stay there they have to pitch the tent and and away you go yeah um uh, and that's it you, you you basically stop work well in that hide and seek you don't go well i've been in here five minutes now so uh that's it i'm done um you carry on hiding it's, you sit it out it's six o'clock we can't play hide and seek anymore we're yeah. done the routine by Chris Ramsey, the excellent comedian, yeah. who does an excellent routine about him growing up and being a uh, an only child yeah. and hiding in the tumble dryer when I he's think like it six, was, yeah. five or yeah, six years I think old. So. Genius. And then when he gets to later life and there's a uh, he's going and looking round a house and there's a secret room behind, like <laughs> void space behind a wardrobe and he goes, oh, I can hide in here for hours. Yeah. 
it, it's that thing you don't just stop is, is what we're no, trying to say you, you don't just going. switch off you have to think about your next move and you know for them to be told to do that is uh, really really frustrating yeah. uh, there's one more one that I want to touch upon uh, when it comes to things we learn and things expectations versus reality but it's been a clue and it's been hidden in plain sight from the very very start and that is nine times out of ten the CCTV footage that we see <laughs> is not actually CCTV footage. No, it's a camera placed next to it, I believe. Yes. Um, and it says the powers of the state have been replicated. Yeah, so they're not, they don't have access to actual CCTV cameras. They have their own placed next to where a camera would be. Yes. So there will be some footage which is actual CCTV yeah. footage from certain places. Um, especially the ATMs, yeah. I, I think. Um, I, I mean, I, that would have disappointed me if I was proved wrong because there are cameras inside ATMs mm-hmm. um, for, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, they put GoPros up and things like that. And it was Harry that revealed it uh, by saying, well, one day we we, we sort of was a little bit yeah. cheeky, saw them pointing up and go, oh, well, actually, we'll go in this direction. Yeah. Come on, you were walking. No, we were going in that direction. We, we've changed, changed our, mind our minds. <coughs> it's that. It's those little things that you know the the things are replicated, and it goes back to the whole captures being reshot and <coughs> bits and bobs being reshot. For example, the scene at the end of uh, series four, where uh, Frank is running through the car park, yeah. is shot about a week later because they lose him. As he's running through the car park, all cameramen, people, sorry, um, lose him. Mm. He disappears. Which is the problem with the show. Yeah. And and like we've said before, it is real. Um, Again, with the capture, Steve mentions it, he backs it up. Um, The celebrities. Lydia and Lucy. Lydia and Lucy. His mate who was driving the car, <laughs> nowhere near. And he asked, didn't he? He asked the producers whether he could... Hand cap- one to him. Hand one to him and, and, yeah. and basically capture him in, in the re-edit. But no, it, the ruling is it has to be shot as it was. Yeah. So they basically have to act a little bit of a scene. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it is captured the first time round. But especially when you get those captures off the cuff, mm-hmm. where it is a case of, I've spotted them through town centre. Go. I'm going, I'm yeah. going after them. Um, one of them would have been Merv, but it was just so slow. The camera people would have been. I don't there. think they would have had any issue with that. They didn't have any it, issue with that at all. It was more of just a hiya. But if you think about those captures that have been a little bit um, running through yeah. fields um, and things like that, the lads that hid in the shop, um, yeah, that would have probably had to have been reshot. Um, the ones that have been in gardens and things like that and in fields, they would Definitely. have had, had to be reshot at some point and also potentially um ones that are in busy town centers because you do if especially if there are children yeah you, around you do have to gain yeah. permission because it is film so yes unless you're going to blur them out yeah you, you know <coughs> we might be seeing a capture but it might not be the true capture yeah so it, i think that's another expectation that we think about which is um we expect what we see to be real yeah the reality is it's not as real as it seems it's as close to being real as humanly possible yeah um that's all we've got time for i think on expectations versus realities but there are a couple of things that i want to touch upon before we end we will do an episode in the future on expectations versus realities from the point of view of somebody that's going on the yes. show and how you would adapt yep. to those situations we've mentioned it a little bit in here about whether we take on the penalty and yeah. things like that but i think we need to understand more about the rules of the show yes we before do we yeah. do that um first things first before i go on to a little bit of a, a tangent and end on something a little bit funny which i found quite funny this week okay um i want to ask you a hypothetical question right we've essentially watched 10 series now yeah <coughs> you know that's a combination of celebrity hunted and normal hunted i can't wait to watch the next ones no 
it's obviously changed it's gone through it's gone yep. from one concept to another yeah it's gone from a concept of being a social experiment in series one to essentially a game show now yeah which i don't necessarily have a problem with i would just would like to see a ga- uh, yeah um the original given another shot mm-hmm. have or has your expectation of watching hunted and what you'd expect to see within the show as a viewer mm. changed as a result of doing those interviews. And does that change your perception on the show and your feelings towards the show? After speaking to Harry, yes. Because now that I know about the rules, I will be sat there waiting for them to go home waiting for them to move you know waiting to see what else is sort of common among groups of fugitives but i think how i feel about the show is still going to be the same i still want to sit and watch it i still want to see you know how each team does how each team differs i still want to to be there to see it I think I'm just going to have thoughts in the back of my head about what they have to do and when. Does it ruin the viewing for you knowing that there are things in place? No, because <laughs> I think in the back of my head, I always thought that there was something there. Mm. You know, I there, there was always going to be some sort of rule, some sort of thing that they had to do. So it doesn't ruin the viewing. It just adds a little bit of something to it okay well we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well whether Mm -hmm. or not what we've said over this episode and of course our interview episodes as well has changed your perception on hunted and the way you view it as a show and the way you uh, look at it as well on a much wider scale Uh, so please do let us know we really want to get more interaction from you guys um we're on social media we want to hear your thoughts Mm -hmm. um we want to have your comments slide into our dms drop us a comment send us an email whatever please do get in touch via all the social media channels uh twitter and instagram at hunted pod and email is hunted pod at outlook.com now i understand though why some people perhaps (laughs) don't because this week i know now we have we have received an email from a person who is clearly not a listener of the bloody show (laughs) um of the podcast that is um to our email account who believes that we (laughs) are hunters So we put a post out the other week. Um, I can't remember what it was about. Uh, probably about um, to do with what would you do in certain situations yeah. on the back of last week's episode. And we received this email from somebody whose name I'm not going to obviously reveal. And I've blanked it out on socials. You can see this. You might have already seen it. Um, is this one of your schemes to try and figure out how a fugitive would think? Are you desperate? <laughs> Imagine, right? <laughs> Imagine the hunters getting to the point where they can't capture somebody. So what they have to do is go on a massive elaborate like story to set up a podcast about the show which actively highlights what they do wrong and yeah. what fugitives yeah. do wrong and also probably gives them advice. Yeah. Includes interviews with which, fugitives and ex-hunters. Which reveal secrets. Which reveal huge secrets. Um, to then all be a massive ruse to help <laughs> capture one or two people. <laughs> when we already know that the next series has been filmed. Yeah, both celebrity and civilian has Have been, been filmed. filmed. Um how fucking stupid do you think the hunters would have to be? <laughs> do you really think that they would do that? Do you really think that us two who talk about nonsense and <coughs> hunters being two weeks behind everybody else and fugitives being idiots by putting... Favourite wi- biscuits. Favourite biscuits by putting wigs on and trying to set up your daughter on bus doing rides. Doing the worm. Doing the worm in front of a... Do you really think <laughs> that that would be something we would do? 
Oh dear. Silly people. Silly, silly people. Um, so please don't be put off by any sort of subconscious thought. And by the way, this is not a se- uh, an additional secondary ruse to try and disguise the original ruse of us being hunters. No, we are no, not hunters. We're not hunters. We are two people. I work in creative and digital media. You deal with people buying and selling houses. We have normal jobs. We live a normal life. We have a dog who is, at the moment, pissing me off. (laughs) Uh, He's uh, he's getting a little bit scared because it's night time now. And he's he's very, very jumpy. But he's right on my feet and he's getting in the way of some of the wires. And this loud noise is blessing. I'm conscious that um, something is is, going to knock something out in a minute. Like, he's just knocked my (laughs) microphone over there. Um, You know, we are normal people. We are not hunters. Nope. We are not trying to dob you into anybody else. And we are not desperate. We're just asking questions. About a show which we all got a common interest yeah. in. I'll be honest, I wish I'd not had my PR head on when I replied to that email and explained what the podcast is and who we are. What I, I wish you hadn't have answered and let me answer after a bad day at work. What I should have answered is something along the lines of... Is this one of your schemes to try and figure out how a fugitive would think? Are you desperate? I should have replied with... Yeah, sorry, love. I'm going to be honest. Hold my hands up. You've caught us with our pants down there. We are hunters. You know, well done. You've ruined uh, a Channel 4 production and cost uh, a company a lot of money. (laughs) Should have replied with that. But I'm too nice. But there you go. So please don't be put off by that. Please don't think we're hunters. We are just two people that like the show. We enjoy watching the show, even though we've delved into a little bit and perhaps maybe ruined it for one or two people. We're sorry about that. But that's the the part of it. And you know what? It's the same when you watch soaps. You, yeah. you do strip it. You do form relationships with characters. You do form bonds and, and you do think about them in a certain way. But you know in the back of the, in your mind, there's always that little seed. There's always that little voice that says, this isn't real. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with everything that you watch. So I don't think we've ruined it for too many people. No. So please don't think we're, you know, this or that. We are just two normal people-ish. Um, uh, <laughs> having a laugh enjoying it and putting a project out but we really do want it to be more about you guys yes we want you to get involved we want you to suggest what we talk about we Mm -hmm. want you to have an opinion on what we talk about we want you to um, suggest things let us know what you enjoy don't enjoy about the show whether or not you've ever helped somebody or anything like that whether you would help someone yeah we want your stories and we want your interaction so if you're listening to this podcast please Share it. Post it on your social media. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends about it. You know, you might have 500 friends on Facebook or whatever, and 10% of them might like Hunted. Yeah. And of that 10%, 80% of that 10% may then like the podcast and then yep. the, the, the wheel continues or, yep. or it helps us to grow and it helps us to create better content yep. for you as well so please do share please do um let us know what you know please do get involved and have your say on this show yes it's there for you to do socials are twitter and instagram at hunted pod and you can email us huntedpod at outlook.com um and if I get another email saying that we are hunters, I might not be so polite <laughs> in the reply. Uh, but as always with podcasts as well, please do like, rate and subscribe and tell all your friends about the Hunted podcast. Right. Uh, we did put a vote on social media this week as well about what we want to do for the what we should do for this week's episode. We'll do the we'll do the same again. We'll probably put it out Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We'll end it probably on Thursday, which gives us a couple of days to prep and we'll put yep. the next episode out on Sunday. We think we're going to probably go down the route this week of doing a talking about a fugitive's journey Journey. Um, and the reason for that is because we randomly watched and play along to countdown yeah we do stop ourselves falling asleep at six o'clock at night after a day at work Uh, and we put a random episode the other day on and who popped up alex alex alien and you know we thought oh my god that's incredible for him to do with his journey and things like that so it got us thinking about the amount of people that have been on the show whose life has been impacted in a positive way by it and we want to talk about their journeys Mm -hmm. from our perspective as a viewer yeah so we in fact let's do that next week yeah but what we'll do is we'll pick between us we'll pick two each yeah 
and then we'll put it to you guys at home to vote on which person we talk about. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Um, so we'll Deal. put that on our Twitter and our Instagram, at HuntedPod. Go and have a vote on yes. that. Right, that's it. Um, expectations and realities. It is now uh, 20 to 8 on Saturday night. And my expectation is that in 40 minutes' time, I have got some food in my belly. The reality is, you're going to hop off to the... No. <laughs> We're both going to hop off to the kitchen because I'm not a misogynist <laughs> and make our tea. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you uh, follow us on all the socials. Yep. At Haunted Pod. At Haunted Pod at Outlook.com. And that's it. Anything left to say? Like, rate and subscribe, please. Thank you very much. Uh, that's it. Your time on the pod is over. Um, Bye. You have, you've jumped in before. Sorry. Sorry. <sighs> For goodness sake. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. It probably won't be me next week. I'll be replaced. Ellie, if you're listening, I'll ring you. <laughs> Our friend Ellie always listens to the pod. Um, we'll get her in, replace you. Okay. Tune in next week to find out if Nat's back or if Ellie's in the hot seat. <laughs> Your time on the potty's over. You have been hunted. Goodbye. Bye. Ellie, I'm ringing you now. Right, where are we at with Sarah Lindsay? Sarah is doing a good job of remaining elusive at the minute. On the Isle of Wight, she tore up the beach at a rate of knots. The two girls that are behind, they look like they're going backwards, you know, because she's off. So she's both ex-military and police. That's going to make her quite formidable, I think. Having been lent a car by a friend, Sarah is driving towards her hometown to see associate Dean Brearley. A little bit worried about going back reasons mainly obviously the hunters it's possible they will be on to Dino if they're not then they're definitely slacking movement got movement on Dean Bailey's vehicle tracker where is it now moving into Mariner's Close Mariner's Close is in Goldsman Sea and that is where Sarah lives is there another team close no there's only one right okay with only one ground team in the area, the Hunters have a difficult decision to make. Forget about the football club, Dean's up to something and we need to find out what it is. If he's helping Sarah Kibble, we need to know now. Going through, of redeployment. Yeah, head from Mariners. Close, it looks like Dean's car is setting up for a meet. Fugitive Sarah Kibble is being driven to meet her friend Dean, unaware his vehicle is being tracked by the Hunters might change that decision going for the other entrance because if he's over the other side they'll run through and shout him and we're probably safe for that side aren't we? I have all the vehicle. Can you confirm any occupants in that BMW? Keep your eyes peeled. Right, there is a car that's he knows hopefully but I'll soon find out. Listen up let's gather around this could be a capture. Oh, I can't take this. Nobody's got a vehicle locked. Dean hasn't got the vehicle. Where the fuck is Dean now? Have you seen that car pull up today? I saw a man take a load of stuff out of that one and put it in another car. You haven't been followed, have you? No. Someone's got a car. Yes. Did they follow you to change another car? They probably have. They had a black Black Range Rover at um, Toby Carvery. Was it a 21? Okay, let's get out of here then. Do you want this? The one, for sure. (laughs) Essentials. Right, Dino, you're absolutely legend. Yes. Come on, people. You're owning your best of me. I love it. Every decision I make now will be to keep under the radar. Come on, hunters. Try to play, but you're never gonna beat me Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy You don't wanna be fast asleep when they scheme Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try the chains, you can say no, free me